Yeah, but now we'd like to show you how much we're looking forward to having you as our new son. Ready, Paul? Ready, Ma. We had a son who was trampled by a ton of longhorns. But you're here cutes to fill his boots as flat as they may be. You'll yell yippee-i-o at the rodeo till the day's done. Then you'll make a lot of pals with buffalo gals. Just leave some for me. Hey there! We'll barbecue steaks and stew, feed you pumpkin pie. Till your can's bigger than the big old Texan sky. Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss some of the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I'm your host, Kevin Heisinger, joined with us all the way from Sacramento. He's a comedian, he's a doctor, self-proclaimed. He goes by one name, which is Buddy. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good to see you. Got those luscious locks going. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm jealous. I know. uh, I feel... I actually just got a barber, so... It is my only personality and the only friend I've had through this pandemic, so... Hey, you know, it's better than nothing. I literally... (laughs) All right. And join with us all the way from New Jersey. She's been on the podcast before. She's a comedian. She also loves bad movies. It is Megan Sweet. Megan, how are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here <laughs> good to see you i'm glad we got to talk about one of the most epic this is uh this movie we're, we're talking about the elijah wood disaster piece that is north which is something else and before we even dive in we gotta play this movie's notorious for the roger ebert review that it got and i just want to play real quick what he has to say about this movie and i quote I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. He does. He hates this movie. And that was the epic quote for the longest time, is that he really just... And I guess we can talk about why, because this was a very odd... I mean, it was supposed to be like this heartwarming story about this kid who thinks his parents suck. Like, that's your, that's your, that's your jump off point. That's your, what you're going for. I mean, he just doesn't like his parents. He divorces his parents. He's just like, what the fuck? This movie directed by Rob Reiner, by the way, who made such classics as Stand By Me and Princess Bride and Spinal Tap. Like, yeah, 10 years before Spinal Tap than this. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? and the weird thing is this was kind of a dud, but I mean, a total dud, but then he just still kept making decent movies. It wasn't kind of like a Francis Ford Coppola thing where he totally just went off the deep end and made a movie called Jack with Robin Williams, which... This is oh, yeah. just such a bad, bad, bad film. It is a bad it's like, film. But it's... <laughs> I mean, what is it trying like, to... What- what is this movie? It's like a fairy tale, like a weird dystopian. I guess, I guess. and and the fact that Bruce Willis plays like seven different characters <laughs> and doesn't change his acting once. Right. Uh, um, I will have to. Defer. That was a full choice. I will well, say he when he was the cowboy, he had that really gonna... awful accent. So I will say yeah. he tried briefly. The but. beachcomber, you don't think he's switched it up? I mean, is, <laughs> so, is that yeah. him on the weekends? I don't think so. Because when, when he's in Hawaii, yeah, and he's walking past, because this whole time Bruce Willis plays this guardian angel of North, and when he's and he keeps popping up in a random ass scenes as someone. And when Elijah Woods on the beach and he's walking past this like jazzercise on the beach, 
And I totally thought Bruce Willis was going to be part of that. But no, he was right next to it. He was the beachcomber. I'm like, what the fuck? This movie made a lot of poor decisions. I mean, but I mean, just right off the bat, like, I think the worst decision, well, I mean, there's not the worst, but the weirdest one is having George and Elaine from Seinfeld playing the parents. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm glad I didn't look up the cast. I didn't want to know anything. The cast and in this movie is that's what I saw. Like, that's the first cast I have ever seen. And we'll get into it. There's a few cameos that I want to talk about. But I mean, so George and Elaine are married. And if you knew anything about Seinfeld, that's the whole thing is like George and Elaine have nothing in common. And they're no. barely only friends by mutual <laughs> friends. There's a whole episode dedicated to it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be fighting the whole time. And they, yeah. And, and George and the pants, the pants. The, like it's all about the pants. What is his job? He's the he pants will pants. kill your marriage if you don't so go in the pants business. Pants. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who tests how good pants are. He's number like, six. That's the coolest job. Number ever. six. <laughs> and he's when number they, six and that's they it. go <laughs> they go to his factory and it goes down a line of people that work at his job. And there's yes. like a, a lumberjack and a golfer. And he's just the pants tester. He's the six. He says in the movie, that's what I know. All kinds of pants. I know chinos. <laughs> I know chinos. I was that was bare- a line in this film. I really yeah. didn't. I didn't understand. But he got this kid North played by little Elijah Wood, who thank God he, he was, was great. He was great. He definitely tried his hardest and obviously paid off later on in his career. But I mean, his, I mean, he's North. He's just like, the patron saint he's just the best fucking kid ever who hates his right. parents i mean yeah, all the parents well, at the beginning it. the parents uh what we see of them they do suck they like, do we yeah. don't we don't get any reason to back the parents then by the right. time the split happens like uh they're frozen <laughs> and yeah, oh, that, and we'll like, get into well, that that makes exactly. no sense so then it's like okay well uh, I agree with North wanting to break off with his parents. What's gonna What's gonna make us want him to get back with his parents? And then it's like very little at the end. There's like a little, <laughs> and I'm like, man, they must have just not had enough money to pay George and Elaine for their time. Honestly. I know right? they probably had only maybe two or three days worth of shooting, but they still they got. Wasted, some... They wasted the whole budget on getting young Scarlett Johansson. In. Oh yeah, this was oh, yeah. her first yeah, film. Saw... Oh, yeah. it was. Nice. She stole well, stole the show with her she three. Stole, she's still cute. <laughs> but I, oh but I also wait. There was a big line in there. Let's not forget. The did big... North have any empathy at all? Because his dad said he had blood in his stool. Like that was just <laughs> and, like and I'm just, just gonna randomly throw off. that out and then leave that alone. He has and a heart. Brings it up again. North. And he, at, the... <laughs> at the age of what ten, he just has this heart attack. And but doesn't go to the hospital. He just they just move on. You're like, oh, your parents suck. Let's uh, let's dive in. <laughs> I just love. Okay, they know panic attacks. It's all right. They know when Bruce Willis. I mean, first off, I mean Bruce Willis is in this movie, and the fact that I was listening to this movie, like, fuck, is that him narrating? Like, it is him <laughs> narrating. What the fuck? And I just love this whole tangent where um, Elijah Wood is playing baseball and he just goes, fuck this, and he's like. Here he goes off to a secret spot. You know the secret spots that we talk about. That place where, and he goes this whole tangent about like, you know, a place where you're going to be alone by yourself. Jerk off. I don't know. And it's like this whole giant scene. And his secret spot 
is a chair in the middle it's a leather (laughs) but the way he gets there the way he gets there i feel like i'm watching an animal go through some kind of like i know he goes through the forest he (laughs) climbs this tree goes over a bridge And you think, it, I thought it was going to be that treehouse, but no, he walks past it and he walks yeah, through this. Right. You know, he solves Pandora's box just so he could go in the biggest mall and surrounded by these people like, oh, this is where I go to be by myself in a mall surrounded. But that's where, is that where house. his dad works? Is that where the pants are? I didn't know. No, that was just, no. that was a mall. He works in a what? factory. It's yeah, his, his dad spot. works in literally just a pants testing oh facility. He, pan- he t- tests the pants. It's How did you know that? But it's, it's, I had to watch it twice to get why the parents were frozen and everything. So I picked up on the pants thing the second time as well. I was like, this makes no sense. It's just like, he, they just give him a bunch of pants. But what if the pants aren't his size? What if like I, I there's so many variables to his job and he's just pants tester number six and the way he was talking when he was testing pants it seems like he only tests the fine suit pants and that's very limiting with his body size so I don't know do that's they have true. like thousands upon thousands of testers of all different body sizes I mean there's only um, that's yeah, a so great many, question yeah. there's so many hours in a day and like he said he only has two legs and not even a fucking door. <laughs> Or anything to hide. He just takes no, off his pants every, in front of everybody. Well, so. I mean, that's what when you're number six, that's what you do. Like that's you, you get your way. He's gonna be number one, and I he's hope. gonna be naked. All the time. <laughs> that's what I don't do. know what's gonna. You but, test him out yeah. for the entire. Country. All right. But, well, now you both just made this even weirder because I really thought that the leather armchair was in the lower section, and I don't know why I thought the pants were being made in the mall. I'm crazy. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, it's <laughs> now secret, it's even weirder. Like, it's what? a secret spot. He goes there to be oh away from goodness. his dad, not near his dad. But <laughs> when Bruce shows up dressed like the Easter Bunny, that's when <laughs> that's when I knew right. we were in for a treat. And he has his carrot, and he keeps asking, like, "You want? Like, you okay? Like, no. Like, okay, well, I don't really want to talk about your problems. Like, are you hungry?" He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I said no. I'm like, well, good. It's my only carrot. And then he eventually asks him, just like, okay, well, I mean, you seem like you're upset. What's wrong? And he's like, you just said you don't want to talk about my problems. He said, well, you believe everything you hear from strangers? Like, Bruce, like, you're just fucking, Bruce, you're the weird one here. Like, just the, the Easter fuck? bunny. Just the imaginary <laughs> Easter bunny. That's who I believe. <laughs> he's being so creepy. And every line he has is just so weird, but every line is weird. And then when they go through that whole montage, he talks about, I'm the perfect kid, see? And he talks about, um, North never crosses the street without looking. Like, yeah. um, North <laughs> always wipes his ass and then, <laughs> you know, washes his hands. <laughs> and this whole, like, how do these parents know all this about this little boy? This is a very tight-knit community. It's, really it is. Know. And he, well, it's because he always has great pants on. He really, and because of his dad, because North, yeah, North always wears the best pants. You would never do that. What the fuck's wrong with you? But can we back up just a second here? Because we haven't addressed Bruce Willis in the Easter Bunny costume. Yeah, he's wearing the Easter Bunny. He have a costume. mask too, or was he just out there with that face and that outfit and kids were on his lap? He was just that face. That's not even a thing, is it? It's only during Easter, maybe, but maybe he had a mask. But he he uh, said he also did uh, Uncle Sam in the summer, and uh, sometimes would do Santa Claus in uh, during Christmas times. And sometimes um, he's a pedophile. But like that's just you know that's. 
I want to know if he goes like full method for the Santa Claus role and just gets like really chubby towards the end of the year. Probably. And then works out really hard to be the Easter Bunny, you know? He's a method fucking, I don't know what, traveling pedophile, whatever this guy is. You know what? I think Bruce is trying to tell us something. He was definitely trying to tell us something with this and Hudson Hawk where his career was eventually going to go. It was like, <laughs> I'm going to straight to DVD movies, whether you like it or not. This was definitely, but this was like right before 12 Monkeys where he was kind mm-hmm. of sort of like the late 90s. He was trying to stay relevant, but then about 2000s, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say until about 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Well, don't Which forget is- his album, The Return of Bruno. You know about that, right? I mean, I know that song. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the cover of under the boardwalk is that the song <laughs> i'm familiar that he plays uh, the harmonica but we gotta <laughs> talk about okay so north just decides after this whole monologue that he has to divorce his parents and then we meet this fucking dweeb this little piece of shit this fucking loser which i think his name was witchell i'm gonna call him weasel because this fucking this kid's face I've been trying to look him up because I know he's from something else and I and I just I'm trying to picture it. I don't I think, think he's he from was. Larry, yeah. he, he looks like sure? a kid that was in movies, but I don't think I thought he was in originally I thought he was in uh Boy Meets World. No. I mean mate, I really don't know. His IMDB didn't even have a picture, so I knew that was a bad sign, but that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, but... you know you're doing well. <laughs> Gray box. But Weasel, this kid. Well, he's know. he's the journalist. He... I know he's a journalist. That's how he knows about his secret spot. That's how he knows that his parents are divorcing. Or no, he's trying to divorce his parents, and that's when it's we... Little Giants. That's where I knew. Him oh, from. was that him? Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the that annexation like... of Puerto Rico. <laughs> nice. Good for him. That visor. Okay. That visor. That fucking visor. That. <laughs> uh, I hate this kid. But we were supposed to. So I feel like that's the only movie to like its credit. Which, by the yeah. way, okay, I mean, like, spoiler, this whole movie is a dream. So, did Weasel... Went right into it. You went I mean, right into that. You're people scared. are going to watch this fucking movie. He falls asleep in the armchair, and this whole movie pulls the rug from under us, and it's a fucking dream, which is the dumbest fucking thing about it. But, and that's what I'm trying to figure out, does this Weasel kid actually exist? Or is he part of the nightmare? Like, I don't... Did he was he part of North's life or is he just a figment of like everything? Well, I think he was. Us? No, yeah. he was definitely part of it because he was yeah. in the classroom stuff before. Oh, he yes. yes. I yeah. missed that fucking face. Damn. Jeez, I, I, how did I miss it? I'm so stupid. How did you? <laughs> but he hooks him up with a John Lovitz to be his <laughs> lawyer. Oh my God. And this. I have like one of the Lovitz questions. <laughs> I, I, I do too. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, where he's the lawyer. Like, what, do you, what are your questions? Well, my thing is, uh, well, I, I guess we'll get to it later, but uh, at one point, uh, their ultimate plan is revealed that it's to make John Lovitz president. Oh, but yeah. Because this was. They didn't get into any of John Lovitz's uh, political positions. So I was just wondering, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, somehow the whole time Weasel just, I don't even really know how, just ends up going like higher and higher and higher in the hierarchy <laughs> of just like politics. And he has right. some like Trump building. <laughs> just how? They yeah. didn't explain anything. No, and I know it's, again, it's, it's a, a dream. dream. <laughs> they built a spoiler arcade, though. 
he does. He has a Terminator mm-hmm. 2 Judgment Day arcade game, which is fucking Which awesome. is amazing. Which is amazing. But I mean, like, this movie yeah. sucks. Like, how dare you bring a good movie into this movie? Like, don't... They're like, that. remember <laughs> good movies? <laughs> please, please yeah. think about this. But, oh my God. And like we were talking about, when the parents find out that he's going to divorce them, they both simultaneously faint and go <laughs> into a coma for <laughs> no reason well actually Mm -hmm. can i can i just say there was some like if you're having a bizarre dream that part could almost be real like you would have this bizarre moment in your dream where these two people were passed out like that felt very dreamlike to me yeah but then it went on then it went then they kept i mean it would make sense like buddy was saying if they were maybe you know worried about their son or they were just Mm -hmm. like oh my god i hope he comes back but no they're just in a coma like, yeah, they're just they're just shocked. Like what? And that's that's it. Yeah. Wait a minute, given, that, and yeah, they weren't given. Yeah. Like for most of this movie, a lot of it is just for these stupid fucking lines. And the only reason I think they were comatose is when they go into the jury. And what does he say? The lawyer, the defense rests. Like yeah. that's it. And that is so not funny. And that is so stupid. And it's just, I really don't understand. And especially like the judge played by uh, Alan Arkin in this movie. Mm -hmm. And again, like all of his lines were really fucking stupid. And I just don't. And like, he has this whole thing where he just like, I'm the judge. Like I do all the things. Like if you don't, if you don't like it, that's your problem. And it's supposed to be this funny monologue, but it's not funny. But I do want to address, because you brought up the president scene. The massaging, because I don't think I've ever oh, seen a child God. get massaged. I wanted to talk about that. Before. That was weird. One Coke, one sex on the beach. And another thing, and- so yeah, Weasel <laughs> and John Lovitz get a massage. I'm assuming they're both naked under those towels. This kid is nine years old, getting massaged by a grown woman. And he's all giving her attitude, like, uh, get my lower back. That's where my stress is, bitch. And but I want to point something out because there was a cameo in that scene and it's one of the weirdest cameos ever. Did you guys recognize who the waitress was? No. That served the drinks? That was Phil Hartman's wife, Bryn who shot and killed him and then killed herself. And this was the only thing she was ever in. Wow. Now I'm gonna have to go watch it again. Because I, I had to rewatch it too because I knew she was in it. And it's a very brief, she just delivers the drinks and it's her only acting credit. It's oof, eerie. What? That's so weird. One of the other <laughs> one of the most awkward cameos. And there's another one. I don't know if you recognize that kid who had the top hat and the trench coat near the end. Do you recognize that kid that North talks to and gives him the advice mm-hmm. in the alleyway? No, but he was I liked his role. Actually, I thought he was one of the best. That was Actors none other. The whole show. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't a lot of stuff, but that is none other than Jesse Smollett. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have Jesse Smollett on there. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. He from- he's uh, he's in through the whole thing, actually. Yeah. He. Uh, I only saw him at the end, but. He- yeah. He's uh, uh, Weasel when Weasel's doing like the um, thing on camera with uh, his parents. Uh, he's the kid holding the camera. Right. And then oh. earlier in the classroom shot, the kids in there as well. I just recognize him because I just watched Mighty Ducks as well, and of course he's he in is that. in there. So I yeah, I was yeah. he was just on my mind, and he popped up. And I was, <laughs> I'm do more than one movie, okay? 
and you know, I wonder what he's up to now. Like I miss him. I hope oh. he fake. I fake, hope he fakes another hate crime because that worked out so well the first time. But I but mean, the, wait a minute, John Lovett's doing that dance on the massage table too. You can't. And also that, right? his line when he gets his drink of, <laughs> from I'm Storm. so naughty because it was a sex <laughs> on the beach. Like okay, like that's a drink. There is a child boy naked next to you, so could you not? It was definitely one of the weirder scenes. But I mean, then... Choices. <laughs> but when Nort goes on his adventure to find oh boy. parents, oh, Jesus. It's just, this is when this movie really, really escalates. His first fucking couple of parents, none other than Dan Aykroyd and Reba, which and they, away, of course. <laughs> and they drive through the airport just to get him. I've never seen that done. Good for them. But that mm-hmm. was that was great. That was and then good. the limo. Why was he sitting so far away? Was the bar 21 and over in the limo? Why and was he sitting at the completely opposite end of the car? I mean, they're just trying to he get was, right? some per- Yeah, I mean, it'd be weird. <laughs> it was weird already, but they made it I weird think they weird. were trying to get over how big it was and how rich these people were. Like, I think that's the whole show. thing. That's you know, like, they're like, oh, look how big everything is. <laughs> they're in Texas. And when, oh God. So, and then, yeah, we see Bruce Willis again as a cowboy and he's all shooting Gabby. stuff. And he's Gabby. Like, and when he says that thing was he asking like hey don't i know you and he asks him something i forgot what he asked him he goes oh careful he's killed people for more less than what you just said just he oh that's he was a mall he asked him if he was a mall easter bunny yeah like aren't that's you right. the guy that i know it's like oh careful yeah. he'll murder you he's killed a lot yeah. of people anyway <laughs> that's not, it's not weird it's he's a homicidal maniac we just keep him around because it's well fun. that name i don't know <laughs> when he throws the coin up and shoots it and he goes here you go, kid like this will totally happen yeah but i mean their whole story about their son with oh uh, their former son because they talk about he they we're gonna feed you a lot we're trying to make you really fat our other son was the fattest kid in texas like what happened to him he died like why like stampede and it's just, you're sitting there and the way they filmed it is supposed to be funny. But the whole thing was just a lead up for him to say, it was a big loss. I did big loss. Like that was the punchline. And like, yeah, man, not funny. What the no. fuck? You're dead. That kid's dead. And you're just sitting there talking. I'm like, but anyways, we're here to bring you in. And they burst into a sing like a whole song and dance, which is yeah. not the weirdest part, but still just a random musical number of just like our son's dead we like you we want you to be part of our family and yeah all the motivations were very flimsy very weird and super duper creepy in the case of the first two films yeah and it's (laughs) in this movie hates a lot of people it starts starts with texas but it gets gradually more racist especially um and we're just getting into oh we're not even there yet we're not even even close (laughs) the first thing i have and i know what you're talking about don't give (laughs) that away yet kevin i know no we'll get into it but first we gotta talk about when he goes to what was hawaii oh Uh, my jesus Um, and he meets his parents (laughs) And this is, bad. this is bad. And I do want to play a clip. Again, this is some of the most hilarious writing you'll ever hear. This is him getting <laughs> to know his new parents right here in Hawaii. 
Another thing, North, if you live in Hawaii, it's much easier to get into a good college. How's that? Well, here in the islands, we have only 12 letters in our alphabet. Really? That's right. Five vowels. A-E-I-O-U. Seven consonants. H-K-L-M-N-P-W. Well, I didn't know that. Well, sure. Just think about it. Waikiki, Honolulu. Ka'anapali, Maunalani. Well, that's very interesting, but how does that help me get into college? Well, since we don't use the letters B, C, D, and F, you're pretty much guaranteed to get straight A's. See, don't you see how clever the writing was to lead up no. to that stupid fucking joke? <laughs> like, again, it was just so bad. You're just sitting there like, okay. And... Was this movie written by a bad stand-up comic? I need to know. Wait a minute. No, I have a theory. I have a theory. So Tell your theories was, first. There was a book. It Apparently, yeah. there was a book. Alan's and I book. have a theory that whoever wrote that was pretty young when he wrote it and was really stretching out the jokes. And I'm wondering if he comes from money or something I believe able to get this up to the green lighted somehow interesting you're halfway there I think he was a little older when he actually don't know when he wrote it but this dude wrote for SNL for a long time he even created the Gary Shandling show which was well yeah so he has some credits he wrote this at some point and for some weird fucking reason, they decided to adapt it. And the book doesn't even have good reviews. So I'm not sure why Rob Reiner was like, okay, let's, this story. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I did. I've done who his friends were. I mean, look at all yeah. the movies he worked on. But I mean, he also worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Law yeah, and Order. I know. I know. He Dragnet, some, yeah, he crazy. wrote Dragnet. He's got some solid writing credits. So sometimes he got some duds. But I'm just confused as to why Rob Reiner read this and was like this needs this needs to be done this needs I did. i've <laughs> done need to get this out you there. know misery was a hit we gotta do something bad <laughs> this is how he got out his daddy issues and <laughs> yeah or or the interns i don't know like something weird was going on but there. and i mean even though it's like he gets to know these people and that other really stupid joke we're like aloha like wait what like it means goodbye yes. and hello doesn't that get confusing? Like only when you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Isn't that that's so clever? Like what? Who, who is this written by? It's not. <laughs> these jokes are awful. <laughs> There's so many of them too. It's just. It's bad. It's. Are they in the book? Are the jokes in the book? I really. I, I mean, I haven't it. read it. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't plan on buying it. I don't want finding out. Maybe. Hopefully, if there's like an online cliff notes somewhere but and you know he loves hawaii and he's super into it and the culture but then they reveal the billboard (laughs) which is a pair (laughs) which it gets super creepy out of nowhere and it's like a parody (laughs) of when you know that famous the suntan lotion girl the suntan lotion girl where she it's biting it for for some reason and i do actually have that clip if we if we're gonna dive in to elijah to elijah to elijah woods crack right here what is that son that'll be in every airport along every highway my crack my crack is gonna be shown at every airport now son what gives you the right to show my crack in every highway see the truth is north i'm the governor of a state that's running a little low on self-esteem 
After 35 years of statehood, people still don't treat Hawaii like we're part of the country. Sure, there's a star for us on the flag, but why didn't anyone show up during Hands Across America? I mean, we waited for days and not even a phone call to tell us nobody was coming. It's just plain inconsiderate. He's right. People from the mainland just don't care about Hawaii. They come here with their knobby knees and their pale kids and they eat our food and watch our whales and say aloha like they really mean it. See, like no one cares about Hawaii. They don't treat them like a state. Duh. Like, you didn't but, think about that? But that explanation in no way, <laughs> in no way explains why they want this kid's tiny on a billboard. It has no... Unless he was on like, crack. Unless he smoked crack. Like, really and then no. made the crack. doesn't need know. to be in that situation. <laughs> you don't understand. Hawaii's struggling. We need little We boys. need your crack. <laughs> we need a tiny ass crack. We need the advertisement for the pedos. Well, I'm glad, they didn't, to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't put hands across America on the sign because that would have been that would have like disturbing. Hands across okay. America. That 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 is actually one of the only parts that got me to giggle because the whole thought <laughs> of like <laughs> it was like, oh, it was let's reach over to Hawaii. <laughs> There were so many choices it's, that I was kind of laughing at, but mostly just bizarre, especially. I mean, I mean yeah. but this was the, that was the only one that was like a genuine laugh at the joke that they were trying to yeah, tell, laugh. not laughing at how stupid the execution is. Laughing like that that buildup and joke worked for me, but the explanation does not explain it the weird happen. thing that they did. No, make no, a no. Like they were like, we've got to get this kid to Honolulu. We've got to do a whole Hawaii thing because we got this really good joke in here, but <laughs> we have no explanation as to why he wouldn't want to stay in Hawaii. <laughs> and like just oh, just explain to your your new Hawaiian parents. No, I don't want my bum shown on there. <laughs> But I'll stay otherwise. Because <laughs> everything else was fine. <laughs> like everything else, like the money, the good grades, all of that stuff works for Beach. me. Just don't show my ass to everybody. Actually, if I'm thinking about it now, with all the perks that Hawaii had, is getting your ass shown that really bad of a thing? I mean, no. Nah, like, of all the of all the families he met, I mean, there were a like lot of Hawaii perks. That's true. The, least, the oh. Hawaii family were the the least creepy, I think. Yeah, I would say. And you feel bad for them. I mean, the husband wasn't yeah. very nice calling his wife the Barren Island. <laughs> yeah. She's like, the only Barren Islands that they have. <laughs> or Barren Lands. That was a little rude. They were You don't have a dead kid, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my wife's barren. She's an island in herself. Like, let's see your butt. Like what? It doesn't yeah. <laughs> It doesn't add up a whole lot. Oh. But then we get to, it escalates even further to the Alaska segment. I, oh, how do we even dive into this one? Uh, <laughs> Inuit face. Yeah. Inuit face. Yeah. So because I was watching not great quality and my eyes were dry, I had to question myself. Like, am I seeing this or is this just my <laughs> the Inuit face though? The the whole thing is uh, I got a message from Kevin about the movie. And yeah. he, the only giveaway that he gave me was Kathy Bates in blackface. And I was like, oh the great Kathy Bates would <laughs> never. And I am watching this, the scene, like I had started to re recognize a couple of scenes from a couple of crappy movie shows that I had watched back in the day. So I, I know the movie, but when it got to the scene and I see Kathy Bates 
with just a little terrible extra tan. And they just go with it. They're like, yeah, it's this is so, a thing that's happening. That's the thing that's happening right now. And we're doing it. We're whistling. We're doing it. <laughs> it comes out in that. I just, but I will say. I, that was uncomfortable. Yes. I, the I whole segment was bad. But I mean, I will say I did giggle when he's riding through with his wolves and he clicks on the thing and the garage opens. I'm like, the whole thing no. is wrong. <laughs> it is this, whole, this whole bit is one of the funniest SNL skits I can think of. Now I oh, understand the writer. He was an SNL writer. This bit is hilarious because you got Richard Belzer as the fucking Grim Reaper there. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there like, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, fuck your grandpa. Get um, on your yeah, iceberg. Get out of here. We get this bizarre midsummer type <laughs> nightmare. Grandpa, grandpa is the best. Grandpa hey, Pagoda. He's got these like exactly. He's got these one these one liners that are just the only like one of the only good bits about this movie is some of the actors really go for it and he really goes for it. My favorite line of the whole entire movie is after they put him out on the ice and he goes, uh, if, "If the law changes in the next week yeah. or so, feel free to come get me." But yeah, come look me up. Yeah. <laughs> We have a whole. If I have it melted. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we got a Eskimo village, and what they do mm -hmm. is when the old people get old and useless, they ship them off on a little piece of ice. And one guy had a whole couch and TV set up, but they gave Abe Vigoda nothing. Nothing. Like a stool, <laughs> I think. And that's just one of again another heartwarming message from this film is like fuck old people, and, yeah. you know, fuck Alaskans, fuck Hawaiians, fuck people from Texas, and we'll get into it. Fuck the Amish, like don't even give. Oh them. my gosh, that was that was <laughs> but that was just so rude. <laughs> that was one of the, it was it is a very that's the thing it's a very <laughs> very mean spirited movie I felt, and that's why Roger mm -hmm. Ebert and Gene Siskel of, hated it so much. A but when they idea. go, but, but first, I mean, they go for that hike to just to get a pagoda out there. And then yeah. he goes on the thing and the Grim Reaper guy's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, go on your ice. No one cares about you. And then Bruce Willis comes in and goes, <laughs> I mean, you only got a few days to Labor Day, kid. Your parents are going to you know, right. find out. And he goes, wait, how long have I been gone? Like, it, well, you hiked all the way. It took you seven weeks. Like, oh, that's why I stopped for lunch 49 times. Again, yeah, like, oh, so that. fucking funny. Like, that's again, all these punchlines that are so <laughs> not even well thought of, not oh. remotely clever. I have no no idea what their creative process was, if any. And I don't know if there was one. I don't really... think there was one. They haven't they haven't discovered what that is yet. <laughs> and they haven't stayed up enough nights to discover that. Like, you have to not sleep to get there. To this, they're like. And it's anytime they didn't want to explain something away, they were like, oh, here's where Bruce Willis's character comes in. <laughs> and he oh basically yeah. gives yeah, all we, the exposition. Have... <laughs> Not only is he the narrator, but now let's have him in the movie as well, as mm -hmm. many times as we can. We have him for two weeks paid, and we just need yeah. to get him in there. As in many, it almost felt like a prank half the time against Bruce Willis, at least for the Easter Bunny suit and the awful accent. I'm like, I, I don't think so, because if you watch Hudson Hawk and a lot of those like smaller movies he did in the 90s beyond his action stuff, I honestly think he loves doing trash for the money. 
I think he has fun doing garbage movies. Maybe. I mean, he's been totally phoning it in lately. There's like a famous story where they paid him $3 million to show up for three days of shooting and everything else was a body double and he would like fly his chopper out of there. And it's too bad, you know, because like his Death Bruce. Wish remake was garbage. Like he's, yeah, I forgot. About he's that. very comfortable in who he is. He's one of those kind of like, you know, jack nicholson or whatever like they made or like even robert de niro right now kind of just like yeah i made so many good but movies but he puts in a performance in that uh die hard battery commercial that's been going <laughs> oh, on yes. oh my oh, god yeah, he's was... like summer he's back return of bruno <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they're gonna do a die hard six i'm sure it's gonna be just as good as he's, die hard five he keeps turning down the sequels but the only one he signed up for is one called Die Hard Year, year One. And I'm oh, just like, God, don't do that. About Rogue that. One, a Die Hard movie. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait for We gotta. We need more prequels, you know? We need more origin stories. Everyone because... needs to know that the average cop guy who beat the terrorists... Uh, still uh, the terrorist thieves in Die Hard 1. We all need to know that before that, he was also a badass. That's what we need to know. We need to know he was doing the same thing. I need to know what his life was as a cop. Exactly. And I really want to know his failed marriage. Like, I really, we had to dive deep into his children. Like, get to know them. (laughs) Dive deep into his children. Not like literally. Not like this film wants to be. Yeah, but, yeah. But, (laughs) but, this this movie and i almost laughed at the part when because he pulls up to the amish village and he (laughs) he pops out of the his private jet and they go oh yeah we don't have any electricity and these are all my children and he goes oh yeah i'll be right back and he goes for it and then but the thing is (laughs) open like his whole fucking staircase and the butter butter churn i want to know how much of the budget was them just going let's do a whole village of Amish people for like a real quick joke. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. it was, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't actually the village. Yeah, but wasn't she in the, what was the movie? The Witness. famous Amish movie. Yes, thank you. Wasn't she in there? I mean, it's been so long. I don't know. I do she know. Not the main actress? The village. I, thought she I know that Aragorn was in that. That was like his first movie. That's all I know <laughs> about that. But I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know, really, but (laughs) and then we get to oh yeah, and so they put his parents in a fucking museum, the Smithsonian, because it's just so amazing. And even the movie tries to be all like, like oh, like why are they here? And it's not something from the Apollo (laughs) Eleven, which is a valid question. And he says something really stupid because it's the guy, Ferris Bueller, (laughs) and it's just who even. I don't know. This movie tries to poke fun at itself, but it's not a fun movie. It's just bizarre. But hot garbage. <laughs> but when yeah, but you know what? The more you talk about it, I would want to see it. Like if you told me that this is the most hated movie, I'd be like, I have to see it now. This is not. That's not uh, going to deter me. It's going to. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Roger it. Ebert and Gene Siskel yeah. picked it as the worst movie of 1994, and I could see why. I mean, I don't know what else came out that year. But oh, oh, 1994. That one I consider probably maybe the best year of movies of all time. We got Lion King, we oh, got Horace yeah. Gump. Uh, trying to think off the top oh, of my yeah. head, I know there's just a bunch of great was movies. Was it Pulp Fiction? Year. 
Uh, yes, like a... and it was also the year Jim Carrey exploded onto the screen. Oh, yeah, the Dumb and Dumber. Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. And the mask. I will say this movie is worse than all of those. I feel like I could agree. <laughs> I think but... that's absolutely. But I was in eleventh grade. I was in eleventh grade in that year, and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about this film. <laughs> well, now you somehow do. it slid right by me. I mean... <laughs> but like the, we... the Reba McIntyre that scene is the one that triggered all like my memories of this movie because I have seen like bits of it before somewhere, but it was just like this movie's so bad and it's like there's no there's no point there's no like we've got to love our family at the end it's just like yeah this kid was wrong about everything he thought <laughs> that's the, that is the that is the line kids are dumb yeah even and though I'm glad, and i'm glad this movie told us that yeah, even though his parents were pretty awful and they weren't paying attention. At the beginning, yes. Yeah, when he breaks up with his parents and joins free agency, which I love is what they call it. But when he breaks up with his parents, his parents suck at that point. We're given absolutely zero reasons to like the parents. And then when they come back to life, they do so very little to get him back. Right. Like, Think of top movie moms and stuff who are like, give me my kid back. Who would have, yeah. like, um, I'm just thinking of like- What's uh, in Gilbert Grape? Moranis would have never let this shit happen. <laughs> I know. Right? It's true. Like he would have slaughtered people to get his son back. Yeah. Um, and I want to see that movie, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I'm that's just, exactly that's good. Good. I really I'm just thinking like, there's, there's, nothing to make us like these parents other than they're like yeah we actually do like our kid though yeah they do that That's whole news segment to open like please come home but then he edits it to be like no we don't want hugh <laughs> we want yeah <laughs> but then he chops it up with their really fancy editing because like we don't want you it's so and and i love that even in like even with all that technology that kid had to edit they still do the 90s thing of like reusing shots because they didn't have enough good shots so they reuse <laughs> that we don't want you twice right. <laughs> <laughs> They could have just dubbed over it, but oh, they're like hammering it home. <laughs> we don't want you. But I mean, Nor our North goes to his last family, which is you know John Ritter, Scarlett Johansson in her first role, and then these other leave like, it to whole, Beaver. Yeah, leave it to Beaver. Like what? Why did oh, yeah, that happen? It's this whole suburban. Like it seemed pretty normal. I didn't see anything wrong with that either. It wasn't Hawaii, but they were just playing board games. But North just wasn't into it he just did it was john ritter i miss him like i was yeah. happy to see him what's wrong with john ritter, john ritter. I, I wish really he had a bigger john ritter scarlett johansson those other two <laughs> but he's just the mom a, was familiar the son i know he had been in maybe one other thing but like i'm not familiar with him but the mom was definitely familiar yeah um but scarlett johansson really threw me off in this film i forgot that came out of nowhere yeah, this is her first role. Got to start. She somewhere. did a great job. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Watching that, you should know. <laughs> her three yeah. lines. I just love because then they take him to the train station. Like, we're really going to miss you. And the dog barks like, Oliver's going to miss you too. Dude. And there was a pause. Like, yeah. that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. But it's like, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> magic. Like, oh, All right, yeah, you're, 
your dog. We didn't have any scenes together, and I'll miss him too. But he <laughs> yeah, on the train. And he has that whole scene where, like, I packed, packed you some lunch. Like, thanks, mom. I mean, thanks. And it's all heartwarming. Just what the fuck? Like, why don't you stay with this family? They care about you. She he called her mom. mom. Yeah, George and Elaine were awful. At that point, at that point, almost any of the families, even the creepy uh, stuffer Texas family, uh, <laughs> even they were a better option than the parents that we had learned about in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and they're just comatose the whole time and we don't learn anything more. And they still, I guess they felt bad because they have finally wake up. Right, like, can you, can you not, could you, I know it was a dream and it may, and and that's how they uh, take away all of the the (laughs) science of it. But are you cool to just go into a coma and get zero medical attention? Is that a thing? Like, you're just like, uh, I'm going to go into a coma go on no medical attention or machines. And then just in a couple of weeks or however long it takes my son to figure out all these families are whack, I can just sit in this coma. Like, yeah, it's a I special mean, potion. They took a special potion. I mean, yeah, oh, they okay. weren't attached. We don't, we don't know. We don't know what they took. <laughs> I mean, nobody that was knows. The thing. That <laughs> was why I had to watch it twice. Cause I was like, they don't really explain like, did creepy weasel kid like did he drug them doesn't really explain it like there's no real there's no plot threads to anything they just want you to know that like this wacky adventure that this kid is on is all because he didn't agree with his parents so that at the end when he goes back to his parents all the kids watching are supposed to think oh man parents are actually really cool but (laughs) this is so dumb it is it, can I, mean, I ask what made you pick and think of this movie <laughs> because i watched it a year or two ago i bought the vhs and i thought to myself this movie is batshit insane and that's what i liked about it because it's trying to be and i like those movies kind of like when we're doing jingle all the way it's trying to be like this family movie but the messages and the actions of the characters are so wrong and they're so bad and the things that they do it's so inappropriate, but just the fact that, you know, fucking Rob Reiner was behind the camera, just like, this is perfect. Like, yeah. He, all, all I could say, just more brown face, but we need Nailed to, it. Like, right? It was, and especially, I mean, near the end, we're like, look, we got to fucking kill this kid. And they hire a headman to kill North. Again, this is a family picture. This is for... Right. But, this well, is for Luke, we have to have a gun. We have to. We have to. It's an American yeah. film. And yeah, he's running away from this dude with a pistol shooting at him. And it's supposed to be fun. I guess they're just trying to raise the stakes. And if he doesn't get to his parents by midnight, oh, that uh, was... it's just, it's kaput. He can't be with his parents anymore. They can't, they're just going to, the law is just going to come in. And just, yeah. like, I, think it was, I think it was 12 p.m., not midnight. That's an important. Oh, it was noon? Yeah, was... that's why. Because the FedEx guy was like, well, normally I make it here by oh, yeah, 1030. Whole... But that Jacqueline... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that was all written in there. His whole FedEx scene. Yeah, with 10 minutes. With the product. 10 minutes. Bruce yeah. Willis. And when, yeah, the judge oh. was at the mall waiting by a secret <laughs> spot that's not secret anymore because now they know. Like, look, he's right, got four right. minutes. And he's like, this is my clock from home. From my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this again, my so, clock. <laughs> so, yeah. like, is that supposed to be funny? It's just weird. I'm not sure why you mentioned that. And again, the thought process behind that. But I guess, you know, he runs in, finally gets up to his parents, gets shot in the face. But then, up, uh, 
that's when the twist that I already revealed 10 minutes in, it was all a dream. But we're, we're missing the Africa part. In Zara. Oh shit! We're so he does. That. That's a big gets, part. I yeah, forgot. It got more me. racist. It got even worse. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to more was, cultures and realizes. Yeah, because he goes to China too, doesn't he? He goes to China, oh, yes. and it's very I like the haircut. So he's out of there. Doesn't yeah. want the mm-hmm. emperor cut. Doesn't you know, want the emperor. A menu cut. of hair options you have. And yeah. given. And then he goes to Africa and he's not into their tribal ways. Oh no, he's just too perverted. He's like, I can't stop staring at these tits so I can't stay here. Yeah, yeah. I'll never get my homework done because these breasts are in my face. He had already made made it clear that he was uncomfortable with nudity in Hawaii. So he wasn't going to be able to make it there. What a fucking loser this 10 year old kid. Like, he's not comfortable with nudity in his body. Grow right? up, dude. Like, well, what's he must wrong be. with you? He must have a church family. Whoever wrote this is <laughs> must be an altar a church boy. Family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's not allowed to think those unpure thoughts. Oh my God. But yeah, no. And then, it, yeah, it's all magically a dream, but Bruce Willis was still a fucking bunny. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. part of the dream. He was actually the Easter Bunny. <laughs> he has his costume. He's like, "Kid, let me give you a ride home." Like you're still here. Like no one woke you up. The mall is closing, and not one yeah, nobody. That's now, an unpopular like, armchair, Kevin. Like no, no, no. This is his that's armchair. <laughs> it's his secret spot that everyone knows about. <laughs> like we need to just yeah. leave him here, and then takes he him like. I mean, he is the best kid, as he let us know. So maybe so many like, times. Oh, oh shit! If North is in the chair, then we'll just, just let fucking him, let, just him, let him. He's so humble the way he talks about himself. So brilliant. But mm-hmm. then Bruce Willis takes him home, and then he. Oh, we forgot when Bruce Willis plays the comedian. That's his. Oh line. my! Yeah. Well, uh, that joke. Uh, that, that joke. His joke that didn't the smoke make- alarm. What even was it? Okay. He, like he said something, and then they didn't laugh. Then he said another joke. I have it written down. He was like, "Please tell me," because yeah. I really. Do you smoke? Do you smoke after you make love? I don't know. And then there's dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: my smoke alarm never went off. It's the okay. What the fuck? <laughs> like this movie has established that you have... don't know how to write yeah. jokes, and then your character is a comedian, and he still yeah. fucking sucks. And then I... he had that uh, he had that one quote where he's talking to North, and he goes, "Oh, hey kid, like you want a cigarette?" And he goes, "No." It's like you don't want a Marlboro? What the fuck's wrong with you? You must have had a shitty day. Let's sit down and talk about it. <laughs> like, again, like that's supposed to be funny. And he talks about his parents, the whole thing is going through. And what does he say? Like, listen, kid, it's like a bird in the hand is all. Always greener than the other guy's bushes. Always greener than the grass under the other. You're guy's greener bushes. on the grass than the other guy's bushes. And like that's, what? That's goes, deep. That's deep. Like you, <laughs> you'll understand someday. Again, another failed joke in this failed family movie. They keep, but, yeah, they were. They would build up these like punchlines that just never hit. Like every single one of them was just really bad. Though I did like when he was hunting down to find his family because the clock was ticking and he gets to his house and his parents aren't there, but Weasel's there. Yeah, He just throws that son of a bitch against the fridge and he's like, listen here, motherfucker. I know he's swearing at him. (laughs) 
pins him against the wall. Like, listen here, you little <laughs> asshole. I want right. my fucking family back. I'm about <laughs> to rip your goddamn tongue out. And then he, the kid, he course, went Liam Neeson. He did what the parents should have done, which is give me my fucking family back. I know. You know really I mean? like, the only one to stand up for himself. <laughs> exactly. He's but the then, only one fighting for this family to stay together. But then, yeah, Weasel leads him to the mall. And poor North. Yeah, he did not survive. I'm pretty. He didn't survive his nightmare, right? Like he got shot in the face. Like he gets he gets, then, in the back. There a, didn't be in the back. I mean, I'm trying to make it dirtier. Like oh, I see. I see. <laughs> he didn't survive his own dream. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he goes home, and then his parents were really worried. They even called the cops. They don't know about oh, a they, secret spot. They called. They called. We called. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's that why I was confused. The, that was supposed to be their whole thing. Oh, they're not shitty parents. They were worried about him because he was gone. He was gone too long. He was in a secret spot and he fell asleep in a really loud mall. There's a lot of loud music playing, a lot of ambiance. But he was tired from that baseball game where he said oh. he, like, he hit a baseball into his coach's wife's face. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor and then he told her, yeah. yeah, he's like, I've got some stuff to figure out. I can't stay for the game. I've got some shit to figure out in my life. Going to my exactly. secret spot. I'm out. Like I'm gonna go sit in my leather armchair. <laughs> in the middle. That's what of... nine year olds do. That's what. They... That's what they do. And that was do. that's a safe space. Oh my god! But I mean, I will say, I don't know about you guys. I did enjoy this movie and the terrible choices they made. And it's almost I'm amazed by how bad the jokes were. I'm amazed that. You got a guy yeah. who made Stand By Me. It's a great movie. Harry Met Sally. That was a really funny movie. And just to direct a movie like this where nothing works. Like it's so I was amazed by it. I do think it is so bad that it's good. But I don't this, know. This definitely proves how many friends he has in the business, though, because of yeah. all yeah. the cameos and all the actors that are in this movie. Watching it strictly for all the people that pop up and Kathy Bates doing Inuit face is just like, oh my God, it, it, it's offensive. And I don't even know if it's trying to be or if it's just like, this is a funny stereotype. This is a funny stereotype. Like it feels like a bunch of little SNL skits mashed together. And they're like, the through line is the shitty kid wants to get away from his shitty parents. And eventually we'll, we'll redeem them both somehow, but we never do. <laughs> we'll never get there yeah definitely but i would say i don't know would you guys but megan would you recommend north as like an enjoyably bad movie if you want to see a movie that everybody hates <laughs> but given this conversation by the three of us um i i think people should watch it <laughs> I do, yeah. I think you need to go back. I think you need to go back to the 90s. Think about what was going on then. Think about Kathy Bates' choice. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about that, people are going to want to see that. Why I wasn't know. this brought up with everything going on? Why wasn't this brought up? I, I was asking scene? the I mean, same exact questions. I was like, we give so much guff to Mickey Rooney and all of these actors who have done blackface and yellowface and all of this stuff. Kathy Bates does Inuit face openly in a Rob Reiner film. And we're just like, yeah, but she does, a, she also did like other good movies. So because, yeah, movie, you know, yeah. like, 
because Rob Reiner directed her in Misery and that's got yeah. her an Oscar. So I feel like this was also a trade-off. It was like, okay, well, yeah. I'll do what you would face. Because He's like, I we did. could do Misery. We'll probably win an Oscar. But I have this really good idea where we're just going to like maybe make you... Um, how do you feel about that, Kathy? Sign me up. Sign me up. Sell that. Oh my God. But yeah, I think... Yeah. Well, I, I'm speaking from a biased standpoint because I love bad movies. Even I don't care if they're like hated. I want to see them <laughs> and I want to rip them apart. So yeah, I think people should watch it. But sadly, yeah. I think that some of the population doesn't appreciate It's free on YouTube. It's art form. Yeah, yeah. So there's That's no reason I not to. There's no reason not to watch it. It's, it's free, guys. <laughs> And what else? You know, we're all quarantined. It's going to be another five years of this. So, what else? It's are you gonna true. Do? <laughs> but That's yeah, true. thanks for being on. Do you guys have anything you want to plug or promote while you're here? I wish. <laughs> you, you know, uh, me. You could always catch me every Tuesday at Twitch.tv/slash/stepcomedy, uh, doing my obscure movie trivia show which kevin used to be a part of all the time but he can't he can't do it anymore i can actually i don't have a job i don't have a job anymore well then come back on because i miss you i miss having yeah miss having you on um we have one episode that we had one episode in november that almost canceled us so i've been really 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 picky about who i have on yikes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it wasn't uh, a kathy bates situation was it what's going on no it it (laughs) was it was just somebody who came on who uh said that they were a big cinephile and instead were a big troll and made me look very bad but you know what it's a fun show otherwise Every other one has been really fun. Kevin's been on there. Kevin is my emergency contact when it comes to contestants. He's jumped on within like an hour or two worth of time left. Um, he, he knows his stuff. I do. Awesome. I'm not like a cine- I was accused of being a cinephile, but I was acquitted. I am no, I'm not a cinephile. <laughs> but by Alan Arkin, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I guess, yeah. He thinks he's funny. He, he's <laughs> part of the judgments. I can't make the judgments. That's what the judge does. That's why he's the judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much for being on, guys. Yay, I appreciate thank you. you and be safe.